I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? Eh, I'm feeling a little bit sick, but other than that, I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm good. You're sick. What's wrong? Do I need to send a nurse? <laughs> Just a stomachache. Oh, no. That's not good. Did you eat something bad? Did you eat too much candy corn? I didn't eat any candy corn. I had a grilled cheese sandwich. Ooh. How do you make your grilled cheese sandwiches? Do you do the thing where you put it in the toaster? Or do you, like, actually put it on the stove? Well, I don't put it in the toaster because I don't want to burn down the house. Oh. Well, you you can do that. Like, you can just, like, smoosh the bread together and put it in the toaster. That's, like, the really lazy way of making a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, but cheese, cheese, like, burns really easily. It's not safe. Well, okay. If if you make sure that the bread is like 100% covering the cheese, like you want the cheese to have maximum protection. Like the bread is like But then you're making a shitty, then you're making a shitty grilled cheese. It's quick and easy and you're right. Grilled cheese is not hard. But I do mine a little what I do is I put some butter in the pan and I put two pieces of bread down. And I toast one side of the bread. But that will actually, those toasted sides will actually become the inside of the sandwich. Oh. So then it's crispy on both sides. So you crisp one side of it and then you make the grilled cheese like you put it together like normal. And then you toast the remaining untoasted outsides. That's great. That's a good idea. I should try that sometime. Hmm. Ah, well, sorry about the stomach ache, but I hope everything else is a-okay. It's okay. Let's see. Oh, I saw Sorry to Bother You on Friday night. And it is insane and really good. And I highly recommend people go see it if they haven't yet. And also, don't read anything about it. Because there's a third act twist that is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Is it a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. It's okay. uh, Boots Riley. And it's um, it's I guess a dark comedy. Um, like really pro union, anti capitalism, talking a lot about race. It's and but also fucking hilarious. And Tessa Thompson's in it, and the soundtrack is awesome. Sweet. And it's one of those like, normally I wouldn't be like, oh, there's a twist, because then people are like. Because I know, like, when I know there's a twist in the movie, that's all I think about. And I'm like, I'm going to figure out the twist. And I knew going to this movie there was a twist. There is literally, 
no way that anyone would ever figure out the twist to this movie because it is bonkers and it's so <laughs> awesome and it's just it's it's super funny it's such a good movie I definitely am intrigued now. I want to check it out. Yeah, it's about like this. So this guy, uh, this this African American guy who goes to work at a call center, and he's really terrible at it until he starts talking like a white person. And when when they have him doing that, it's it's uh, David Cross doing the voice. And it's 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 really it's just so funny and really good, but also just super interesting. Like this is the first movie that this guy has uh, written and directed, and it's so visually like I've never seen anything quite like it. Like just in terms of the of the colors and the camera usage and the sets, like everything is just like it's crazy that this is his first movie. Like it's crazy that he made something this good, having not made a movie before. That's really good. That's cool then. Yeah, I was just looking up where it's playing and it's playing like 20 miles from me. So <laughs> maybe if I feel like driving to La Jolla or something, maybe I'll go see it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you also hung out with uh, Rashad from Will Communication. How was that? It was good. It was so nice to see him. Like, you know, it was only like an hour or so because I was done lunch at work. But we had a good time. We had food and then we went to Midtown Comics. And it was adorable to watch Rashad geek out. <laughs> That's fun. I mean, because Midtown is like a really good comic store, but I've, you know, it's like a couple of blocks from where I work. It's like a five minute walk. So I've been there many, many times now. So I just sort of take it for granted. <laughs> That's cute. I know um, in two weeks we're getting Rebecca. So I'm excited. That should be fun. <sighs> but anyways, again, there's no really no Star Wars news this week. So a couple days ago, Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net, he said that there are rumors going around that Jon Favreau's Star Wars live action series is going to be about the planet Mandalore. Emily, what do you think about that? I mean, I don't. The thing about this show is Star Wars is such a big universe that you can tell a good story set just around anywhere. Like, it just matters whether you have good writers. Um, mm -hmm. this, is, this is an interesting one because if it is indeed about Mandalore, the finding the balance of the show still needs to be able to appeal to people who don't know anything outside of the Star Wars movies as canon. But not be a retread of stuff that other that like people have read or seen before if they go deeper into the books and the shows. So I don't know. I wonder I wonder how they're going to set it up. Like I guess it, you know, it's 10 episodes apparently and I'm I'm hoping it's, you know, like a really self-contained 
like solid story arc where it's I mean it, that it seems like it would have to be if it's if it's following something like that where it, it it's not like a bunch of standalone adventures it's one continuing story from episode to episode yeah I think that would be a smart choice because I feel like that's something that the two animated series lacked was being able to go from like story to story instead of it just was like one minute we're with Obi-Wan and the next minute we're with like Jar Jar acting like a Jedi or something you know but um I'm just gonna read a little snippet from the article um Sources believe John Favreau's Star Wars live action series, which is set around three years after Return of the Jedi, is about the planet Mandalore. It sounds like when the Empire falls, Mandalore falls into a state of turmoil, and the series is about restoring Mandalore and its former self, and how Mandalore sways will have huge galactic ramifications. So, I have questions. Um, one that if we're getting a series about Mandalore, I feel like, especially like three years after the events of Return of the Jedi, like, do you think that, oh, I don't know if you have an answer to this because you don't watch Rebels, but at the series finale of Rebels, you have Ahsoka and you have Sabine and they're kind of like, you can tell that they're going to go space, save Ezra from space. So do you think that we'll get her or do you think they'll be in space saving Ezra? I'm... I would be surprised if they tied it in that much. Because then you got yeah. then you got to explain a whole lot of shit. I don't know though. Like there could be so much that they can put in the series because I feel like one thing that the Star Wars TV shows do a lot almost too much is that they connect to the movies and to like other characters like rebels couldn't stand alone by itself without including clone wars characters like rex you get ahsoka and then i feel like the clone wars series you know obviously like you need an episode with anakin and obi-wan because they're from the actual movies so i almost feel like those ones with anakin and obi-wan and like the actual star wars characters were received better than the ones about like ahsoka but then again it's like people grew to love ahsoka through the years which is why they were excited to see her in rebels and that's why rebels did better with the episodes with her in it well i think it sort of depends what they're trying to do with this show. If this show is just supposed to be like the, I, I mean, the live action or the adult equivalent of, of something like Rebels or what it looks like, you know, is happening with Resistance, which is, it's, you know, for kids and then the real like hardcore Star Wars fans who want all of the canon. But it seems like if you are using this as, one of the major draws launching a streaming service. You want this to be your prestige television. Like you want this to be your Game of Thrones or your Breaking Bad or your Sopranos or what have you. In which case, it's got to be able to, to, to stand up on its own. For, for casual fans. And so, yeah, you do want people. Yeah, people do want pe th things that they recognize, but it can't be it, it can't be cheesy nonsense full of here's a cameo. Here's a cameo. Here's a cameo. 
I don't know if John Favreau will really do like a cheesy series. Like I almost think that this is going to be like very serious because you know you you look at the stuff that he's done. Like I hate saying that because he's done like Iron Man and stuff, but he's doing. You know he did he did the Jungle Book. He did he's doing the live action Lion King right now, which. I'm almost more excited about the Lion King than this series because crazy Disney fan. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't feel like this is going to be cheesy in any way. Like I see this being a very like serious like we're going to see a lot of action, obviously, because they're putting what, like a hundred million dollars into this series. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And if that's I mean, that's, you know. 10 million an episode i mean it doesn't really work like that because obviously like some episodes you pour more money into when you have like really big fight scenes or whatever like they do on game of thrones and then you do some cheaper ones but i mean that's decent money yeah i don't know and then well they're gonna use a lot of like technology i'm not good at talking about this technology shit other podcasts do a like a fantastic job but basically, they're like they're using this stuff. And remember in the Jedi or the director in the Jedi documentary when Ryan Johnson has that little thing in the throat in the in Snoke's room, and then like he's able to like see see it through, like see what it's gonna look like in the movie, like through the little mm-hmm. screen that he had. That's what they're basically gonna use for this show. And that's expensive shit. So good for Star Wars for investing in some expensive shit. I guess that'll help the actors because it's really hard to act with a green screen. I'm, I'm, like, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping it's not too reliant on green screen. You know, it, it probably is because something like Mandalore, like you see Mandalore in the Clone Wars, like it's and in Rebels, if you've ever watched any episodes of Clone or Rebels with uh, Mandalore stuff, like it's very... And a lot of cities, a lot of yeah, like, but if you're doing a lot of strange architecture, like if you're doing a lot of interiors and stuff, yeah. then that doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, like I imagine, like for for anything, a lot of your exteriors are going to be green screen because you were on alien planets and shit. But I don't know <laughs> if it is the one thing that would be disappointing to me if it is Mandalore is <laughs> I wanted. I kind of wanted like a spaceport or something where it'd be super diverse in terms of aliens. Yeah. I feel like that's like one of your biggest things is that we need more alien creatures in Star Wars or aliens in Star Wars. I want more like not just in the background. Like I want some live action lead characters like, you know, other than Chewbacca. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that would be good. Like, I feel like Star Wars needs to be more creative with, you know, making these characters and making them be able to have, like, a Chewbacca position. But I almost feel like maybe they think, like, oh, like, it's just going to be, like, the next Chewbacca. That's what people are going to think. But then again, it's like, you know, like, we had this 
this little kid be like the star of Rebels, like this little boy. And it's like, it's it's about time that we have a main character who's like an alien. Like, that'd be really cool. Like, that's a that's a perspective that we've never seen before, like a main character. Because it's like, you know, we get this perspective of Chewbacca, you know. But then again, like, we still don't really know much about Chewbacca in canon. No, certainly not in the movies. Like, isn't that crazy to think about that, like, a character that we've seen for, like, so long, like, people are bitching about, like, wanting to know more about Obi-Wan Kenobi. What about Chewbacca? Like, Chewbacca's been there since the very beginning. He's been in almost all the movies, and all we know is that Han Solo found him in a cave, or in, in a little, like, in a little jail cell thing, and they became friends, you know? That's it. That's all we know. And that Chewbacca now is friends with Porgs. Like, that's the only thing we know now, you know? And canon, like, apparently in the books, like, he has a wife and son. But I don't know. I I don't know. But. Yeah, I think, that, look, I think there is potential to do something really interesting in Mandalore. I am, you know, again, like, I wish they would get out of this goddamn time period. But at least it's, you know somewhere else i mean again like we've seen mandalore before in in the cartoons but at least it's not you know something that we've seen in the movies a bunch yeah i would have loved to have a series about mandalore but like way back in like before like thousands of years before because in because in Rebels, they talk about the Darksaber and how, like, the Mandalorians and the the Darksaber, like, all, how all of that got intertwined or whatever. So I would love to see, like, how Mandalorians were created and all that. Because, like, they, apparently there were some in the Jedi Order, I think. But I don't know. I'm done with this timeline, too. Like, I want something either in the very past or even in... Nah, I don't know about the very future. But, like, I want some, like prequel st- like pre prequel stuff like that's that's what i want i'll say it forever until we get it but i don't know yeah i don't know i but the hope at least my hope is this is really successful and then opens up to them doing some less familiar things sort of yeah. like how they're doing like the uh game of thrones uh, spinoff, which is set like thousands of years before Game of Thrones. Doesn't that come out in like the fall? I don't think it's that soon. Or next fall. I think it's I think it's like next year or maybe even the year after because I, I think it's coming on after Game of Thrones is done. God, when's Game of Thrones? Like when's Game of Thrones actually coming oh, I, back? I hear yeah. like next winter. I have no idea. I stopped watching. I'm done. Oh, you're I'm done. done. I didn't like that last season. Never even finished that last season. I'm done. Is it cause of Littlefinger? No, I just I just I don't I don't care <laughs> anymore. Like I think the pacing was fucked that last season. Yeah. I don't know. Like with something like that, like I'm more interested in the story than like, oh, like how did this happen? How did they get from point A to point B? And only took like five well, I seconds. Don't, I like don't I'm very inconsistency there. I just think there's a lot of there's been a lot of really bad storytelling in terms of how they've dragged stuff out. Yeah, I just want to see how it ends. Like 
I can't like stop a series and like never know. Like the only time I ever did that was with Supernatural because Supernatural is just like a bunch of horse shit put together. And for some reason it stayed together for like 15 years. Like it's the weirdest show ever. And I I had to stop because it was just the same shit over and over again. But with something with Game of Thrones, I feel like you don't know what's going to happen. And that's why I want to see what happens in the end, because it's obviously going to be something that like, I, I maybe that no one will ever guess, but you never know. I'll, I'll I just, read about it. And I'll read like when, if George R. R. Martin ever like actually finishes the fucking book series, I'll finish that because I, however problematic some of those books might be, I like the books a hell of a lot more than how the show went when they ran out of book canon. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I'm somebody who can, I can be done with a show like with two episodes left. Oh, really? I'll just be, even sometimes shows I really like, I'm just like, nah. I'm done. I don't care. I might, and maybe I'll read what happened, and maybe I won't. Like, I stopped this last season of Westworld two episodes before the end. And then I was talking with my brother, and he told me what happened in the last episode. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm never watching that show again. That bad, huh? Oh, my God. Do you think that's like an overhyped TV show? I don't think the first season is overhyped. I think the first season is amazing. And then I think they lost the thread of what made the show interesting Hmm. yeah because i keep getting a bunch of people telling me to watch to westworld and i'm just like it doesn't i don't know like there's not anything in me that's like oh my god like i need to watch this but uh, i don't know we'll see but yeah i think the first season amazing is amazing and even though the end of the first season is actually a huge cliffhanger for me, it was the sort of cliffhanger when I'm like, oh, that's actually a really cool, really dark ending for your show. Hmm. So I kind of wish it had just never come back. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe they'll come back for like another season. And they'll be like, now nah, we're done. Is it a limited series or are they kind of just like, oh, we'll finish whenever we want to? I mean, there's at least one more season, I believe. I don't know how many after that. Hmm. That's fun then. Um... So more about this Mandalore stuff. Um, do you think that we'll get Boba Fett? God, I hope not. I I don't know. Like, I don't care if we get Boba Fett as long as it makes sense and is interesting. And I would like a good story for Boba Fett or like whatever main character they decide to have. Like, I think that'll make a lot of people happy if like Boba Fett's in it. And I like seeing <laughs> I like seeing people happy. So I mean like I'm down with whatever, you know. As long as you know I just want, as written I want well. new characters. Yeah. Hmm. I never thought that we would get a live action Star Wars TV show. So I did. It's insane that we haven't before now. Yeah. Like with Lucasfilm was purchased by disney i just thought they were bringing back the movies like when i found out that they were going to do like rebels and stuff too i was like really like not interested like i was very anti-rebels in the very beginning and then i started watching it and i'm like yeah this is catered towards kids i get it but i would almost think that a live action show even though like you know star wars is for 12 year olds i feel like this is going to be more for the 
adult fans. Like, I feel like this is going to be like the rated PG for 13 version. I, I mean, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Because there's some, there's some people that really want a rated R Star Wars, but I don't know. Like I, for some reason, like Star Wars is so sacred that I don't know how I feel, how I would feel if like a Star Wars character would say like fuck or shit or something. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like it, but I mean, it's something that I, I guess if they end up doing it, I guess it's just going to be something that I get used to. But at the same time, it's like, you watch all these movies and like no one ever curses, you know, you see like hell and stuff, you know, Han says hell and they say, damn, I don't know. I don't know, but that's just I me. I mean, for me, it depends. Like if, look, if you're only doing like, the tr- if you're only doing trilogy saga movies and you're only doing them once every two years, then you don't do a rated R one. But if you're doing a movie every single year and you're doing like clothes of one shots, I mean, then, then fine. There's already going to be loads of one shots that I don't care about. You know, but also it could be rated R because of like the violence too. Because I think I remember listening to Steel, an episode of Steel Wars, and like Brian Young was talking about how they had to tone down the violence because it would have gotten a rated R rating because of how many people Anakin was killing. So who knows? But I trust John Favreau and. I, whatever he ends up doing, which I shouldn't have been surprised that he would do a Mandalore themed series because he did play Mandalorian in the Clone Wars, but I don't know, hopefully. But I almost think that the Game of Thrones dudes would have done like something like Mandalore because they would want to do something with like, you know, a war or like something, but who knows? I I don't know what they'll end up doing, but we'll figure it out soon ish, maybe. Speaking of, we still have no news on Resistance. Which, again, I think is a big sign that it's really going to be just catered for, like, little kids. Because they're showing it on the Disney Channel, for God's sake, too. Because it's like, you can show something on Disney XD, and it's going to have, like, a little bit of, like, violence or a little bit of, you know, stuff. But if you're showing it on the Disney Channel, you want something, like, goofy and fun and, like, not too dark, you know? But I I don't know. It's coming out in October. What is it? It's uh, it's the middle of or the very be- it's like the middle of August right now. Yeah, the summer's been going by fast. I mean, so I guess maybe like maybe a New York Comic Con trailer because New York Comic Con is the first weekend in October. And that's the only like major convention left. I see them doing it like a totally random thing too. Like they do the random trailer sometimes or they do like the random, like the casting announcement. You know, that was really random. (coughs) (sighs) But who knows? Uh, So Emily, how was the Clone Wars this week? I liked it. It was annoying. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I did the first two episodes of this arc, which is with the younglings, and it starts off with the episode where they go to get the crystals for their lightsabers. And the little human kid is literally really fucking annoying. 
and I don't like him. I like the I like the Wookiee. And I mean it, I just don't care. Like watching these kids who I've never seen before like struggle to get their lightsaber crystals, I'm like, well, I can't possibly care about these people because we just saw them thirty seconds ago. Yeah, that little kid is another character that I would go into Star Wars and kill myself because he's that asshole kid who, I'm going to get my kyber crystal first. I'm going to be the best. Fuck off. You're the worst. I hope Anakin killed you first. God, it's so annoying. And then the second episode is Hondo and his band of pirates uh, try to take over the ship to get the crystals. And then they managed to get the pirates off the ship back onto the pirate ship. But at the last second, Ahsoka also gets sucked onto the pirate ship. And apparently, like, Hondo is going to sell her or something. It was a little bit dark. Oh, God. Hondo's like, one minute you like him and one minute you're like, damn, you're an asshole. Well, he is a pirate. I know, but still. I mean, that is what pirates do. I just forget that he's like that. I forget that he's an actual pirate sometimes because of like how goofy it fucking is. Yeah. Oh, and like there's a there's a droid who's telling the little younglings like how to build their lightsabers. And it's voiced by David Tennant, who I didn't know was in the Clone Wars, but he has a very recognizable voice. I've never watched Doctor Who, so I always forget. Well, he was also, I mean, he was in Jessica Jones. He was fucking scary as shit in that. He's going to be in Good Omens. He's awesome. I love David Tennant. That's good. He seems like a good fellow. Hmm. Well, you have a very interesting ending of the arc for this uh, series. (sighs) What if I just don't watch any more Clone Wars? I mean, I feel like that's like our sweet, sweet content for the show is, you know, Emily watching the Clone Wars, you know, like you got to do it for the views. Okay. (laughs) Like every week I go to sit down to watch it. I'm just like, I don't want to watch this. Just do you like drink while you're watching it, too? I mean, it depends when I'm watching it, because sometimes I'm watching it like. You know, like after dinner or something, and then I'll have a beer or a drink. But sometimes I watch it at like, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, some episodes will get better. Steven Stan's going to be in an arc soon. Okay. I like him. He's great. Well, uh, we we have a very special... Um, set of emails and voicemails that I have been anticipating on playing. Oh yeah, because the last two episodes, at the end of the last two episodes, we were totally talking shit about Dom for not emailing us for a little bit. And uh, he he emailed us. <laughs> you know, the hilarious thing is he he originally like. 
he got like he can't he tweeted us between the two episodes coming out so we released the one where you were talking shit about him which i completely forgot they were, we, we actually even were talking shit about him in and then he's like <laughs> and then he called us out about it and then i'm like well when the new episode comes out in two days just be prepared <laughs> Oh god. Um, so do you wanna play the voicemails or I'll play one and you play one or how you wanna do it? I can get my phone out. Okay. <laughs> and it's titled O Ye of Little Faith. And then the t- the body of the email is just so you guys miss me or something. And then well, okay, I will say neither of us have heard this yet. No. As hard as it's been to not press listen. <laughs> oh my god. And I'll um I'll ask Dom if he's okay with us like putting out the audio to that separately and we'll, like tweet it out or something. I mean, goddamn Dom. I want like you know how you can look up like the lyrics to like a song. Uh-huh. Like I want the lyrics to this to be released <laughs> so that like I'm sure Dom will give them to you. Yeah, good, good Dom. All right. Um, and then we have another one that says play this last. I'm scared. The audio file says Canto Bitch Postmortem. Oh my Slightly god. <laughs> I'm very worried because I was talking bad shit. Are you playing this or am I? Oh, I can play it. Gotta download it first. Alright, let's do it. One thing I forgot to mention. I have Weston Brown. Held hostage at an undisclosed location. If you want to see your brother again, <laughs> you don't call the cops. <laughs> you don't call the FBI. The location is undisclosed. It's definitely not Tijuana. We're definitely not here with Osborne Park. And Rustin has definitely not been to four donkey shows. If you want to see your brother again, you need to send unmarked. Not 
consequential small bills. It's going to be 10 million quick. What's that? No, 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 no. No, 10 million. No, not 10,000. Nobody ransoms anybody for $10,000. Okay, $10,000. <laughs> Unmarked, consequential small bills. Rusty made sure to save a small bills. Apparently, he gets a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> Send the money. Rusty will be home in three days with a tattoo and a lot of Viagra. <laughs> So I guess Rusty's in Tijuana. I mean, Canto bitch number one, everybody. I think I think he has solidified his title. Yeah, I think we can't talk shit about him anymore. At least not for a couple months or something. I guess not. But seriously, Tom, thank you. You're amazing. We love you a lot. Yeah, thank you. I love the voicemails. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. How does he come up with those raps? Like, that's that's very funny. He's very talented. Very talented. I wish I had that much talent. <sighs> well, unfortunately, there's no more Star Wars news. Because... Let me go on the Star Wars webpage. Oh, um, did you read that the Vader comic? Are you ready to share spoilers from it? We already talked about the Vader comic. Yeah, but you didn't give any like spoilery. I, I mean, we. I, I feel weird just talking about it, and giving spoilers if nobody like. I mean, you haven't read it, so it's not like a discussion. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um. So let's say you were on an island with three porgs. One was a very big porg. Not very smart, but very big porg. Another one was a bigger porg, but it knew how to build fire, hunt, and everything. And then a third porg, it's really small, but all it does is yell. But it also knows how to build house which porg would you eat first what the ever fuck is wrong with you <laughs> everything uh, okay i have a couple questions yeah how how are you building a house i mean you mean like a house right now like a nest I mean, like you How have to survive are you doing somehow that with wings. How are you starting to fire with wings? Magic. These are magic porgs. Now, is 
is the first porg. Is it like not as sentient as the other porgs, or is it just like dumb? So it's just like it's just so like the, dumb. It's just like not as smart as the others. It's, it is just as much of a however highly developed the other porgs are in terms of consciousness. It still has consciousness. It's just stupid, mm-hmm. like a stupid person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking porgs. Like, I'm not eating. That's I'm not eating creatures that have consciousness why but you have to eat one i'm not eating no. rules i refuse your rules okay i mean That's if the yelling gets really annoying i might kill the one pork because i don't but it knows how to build a house yeah you kill it fucking after it builds you a house i guess but then the other ones could get mad well, yeah, that you. could happen no matter which one you kill. I guess, but that's why you need to build like unions with the other porks. You'd be like, "Hey, it's like Survivor, you know, when when you like you build, you get the little uh, groups and stuff." <clears throat> I don't know. It's really interesting, like how, like a lot of porgs are like differently painted or like. Because it's like you have like a brown porg, but then it's like you have a porg with like light brown and then dark brown, and then you have like a gray porg, and it's like, yeah, but normal, like, but like actual birds have a lot of variation in their coloring. I mean, especially between like males and females. Yeah, but you know they say like a certain porg is a male, and then certain porg is a female, but it's like they kind of like just like the eyes are different or something. I don't know. Just just a thought. I mean, it's possible mm. there's, like, more than one species of porg. I would like to see that. Like a... Like a different planet porg. Or, like, a... You know, because they have, like, the African penguins and they have, like, the puffins. Like... Maybe, like, a Tatooine porg. Do you think we'll ever get Tatooine back in, like, the... Episode nine. I mean, the problem is you need a reason to go there. I mean, I can, uh, I, there would be an, a nice symmetry, you know, if this is like, you know, the last Skywalker film, there is a nice symmetry to, to going back there and you're ending, but coming up with a reason to do it. That isn't just, hey, we want to show Tatooine again. Um, I don't know. I, I'd like, if anybody c- can justify that in a way that makes sense with the story that's already set up and wouldn't take in another like three movies to build, let me know. Because I'd like to see it just for nostalgia's sake, but not if it's just for nostalgia's sake. That must have been, like, a really cool feeling, like, when Star Wars came back in the 1990s, when, like, they were released, the Phantom Menace, like, seeing Tatooine again. Like, that must have been, like, a really cool feeling, like, a nostalgic feeling, you know, seeing that planet again. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was exciting, like, anytime we saw something even, like, a little bit familiar. Like, especially seeing it 
like you know opening night what in star wars like makes you feel like the most nostalgic the falcon the falcon yeah i mean that's why that you know that was the trailer that got me was the the chewy were home mm-hmm because, I mean, the, the Falcon is in itself so iconic, but also because, you know, like, Han is my guy. Yeah. What about for you? God. Um, I, you know, anything from the prequels, but I don't know if, like, any specifics. Because I feel like I was introduced to Star Wars, but, like, I was introduced, like, through the prequels. Like, the prequels were my movies for, like, the longest time. So, it's it's probably the music from the prequels or just the music in general. Like, hearing that in, like, the trailers and everything, like, that gets me, like, so emotional. Mm-hmm. And especially that Clone Wars trailer. Like, they use the, the music from the Chewie were home. Tra- I think it was the Chewie were home trailer. And that was really amazing to see. And especially like seeing that Clone Wars trailer and seeing like Anakin and Obi-Wan, like their outfits, like from Revenge of the Sith, like that got me really emotional. But, but yeah, it, it's interesting. Cause it's like, I've noticed like throughout the years that I attract more to like, I get more emotional towards like stuff from the prequels than like stuff from like the original trilogy. Like, for some reason, I don't connect with a lot of characters from the original trilogy. Like, when everyone was really emotional after seeing Leia and Luke's moment in The Last Jedi, like, not that I didn't feel anything, but, like, I definitely wasn't as emotional as a lot of other people were, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, that, I mean, God, even, like, thinking about that moment, it gets me choked up. And you know, I see screen caps from it or anything. I mean, much more so even than even Han's death because of the because of the the carry thing. So it is like it, even if you know we're gonna see footage of her in this next movie, like that's still it's a very real goodbye. Mm-hmm. I'm still very surprised that they're putting her in the movie. I I'm still very worried about worried. It. I, again, I didn't like how the returning characters were written in The Force Awakens. So that makes me very nervous that we're going to get dialogue from 2015, 2014 in a movie that's going to come out in 2019. You know, like, I just, uh, I guess I just have to watch The Force Awakens again and, like, get, like, a solid, like, or watch, like, the deleted scenes. Because Princess Leia was in a lot of deleted scenes in The Force Awakens, if I remember. I don't remember correctly, but I don't know. I just it's it's I'm I'm just really concerned about it in terms of whether you can actually do that and have a good story. Yeah. I hope for the best, though. Did you see Chewbacca in that picture with the one that J.J. Abrams posted? No, I totally don't see it. Okay, I'm going to go to it right now. 
Because, like, I was listening to Rebel Girl, and they're like, yeah, Chewie's in the picture. And I'm like, I do not fucking see Chewbacca. Like, where? Okay, is he, like, in the... Okay, is he behind Finn? Is that him behind? Let me, let me pull up the blurs. picture. Oh, I guess maybe the the blur in the corner. The blur in the corner, and then, like, there's a screen, and you can see, like, Chewie's little sash thing, I think. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Huh. J.J. Abrams. What a guy. Huh, well, another short episode, but short but sweet. Emily, where can you find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. You can find my other podcast, He's Dead Jim, and How's Annie on iTunes and all the other various podcast places. You can find the show at CantoBitePod, and you can email us, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Sweet. And you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit. And Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.